WFMD. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm Stephen Ibs, along with Paul Dumars. We're continuing our preseason football preview here, and I'd like to welcome our guest today, the head coach at Walkersville High School, Mr. Joe Paulus. And Joe, always a pleasure to talk football and just get the chance to chat with you as well. Welcome. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. Indeed. So last year, Joe, I think we ended up 6-6, six and six, got beat in the state quarters. Um what did you take away from last year? Well, last year, um, you know, we, we were a pretty young team. We started off slow. We started off 0-3. And, and then uh, we really built some nice momentum at the end of the year. Uh, we won two playoff games. And then, you know, we ended up the AC. So we went down to Milford Mill. And we gave them a pretty good ball game. And, you know, they, they, but they beat us. And but they were the eventual state champion. So we were really proud of the way we finished the year last season. Okay, and and going forward, what what do you take away and and, and bring into this coming year? Well, I think it's good because we had uh, you know we have a lot of kids back from that team, so you know getting uh, you know three playoff games under our belt is big, and you know them having the opportunity to you know make it to the state quarterfinals kind of catapulted us into the off season uh, with our weightlifting and, and weight and that kind of stuff was really good. So there's just been a lot of excitement in the program uh, this whole this whole off season, and the first two days of practice have been great. So we're really happy with that. Good, Coach. You uh, you have 14 years of experience um, with a lot of success over over the years. You know, Coach Williams and and myself have always respected and appreciated your your program, and we had some uh, pretty big battles over the years. Would you say? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I appreciate uh, that compliment. But yeah, so us and uh, yeah, you guys, we definitely had some great battles. The uh, the one that comes to mind first is uh, that twenty nineteen uh, the the overtime game there. That was a a, a great great ball game. Your state championship. Last, yeah. That was your last season, and you guys ended up winning the state championship. If there's that was the first time I, I ever said that there was a good loss. That that loss did a lot for us, actually, for the rest of the season moving forward. I don't think our our kids really believed what they could do, but but after that game, they they realized that you know they were for real, and we we went off from there. So that was a good thing. Hey, in today's day and age, you know I believe we lack discipline in our society, and football is a unique sport where you know you, it requires discipline. You know, you have to get 11 players executing at the same time. Over your years of coaching, um, how has your coaching philosophy changed, and how do you address discipline with your teams? Well, I mean, that's a great point. And I I don't know if my overall coaching philosophy has changed that much. Um, Yeah, we we still require a lot of discipline, and that's what makes football great, that, you know, it's it's a sport where all 11 people have to – be on the same page to have success. Uh, we still preach discipline. We still, you know, whether it's on the field or off the field, um, discipline on the field just includes, you know, proper alignment, uh, proper assignment, um, you know, fundamentals, you know, from start to finish. You know, off the field, we try to get our guys to be, you know, role models in the classroom and in the community. And, and I think, you know, being part of a football program definitely, definitely helps with that. Well, 
I got a question for you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your first couple practices, how how they how they went, and how you and your staff, as you're fitting the pieces to the puzzle, um, you know, how's your team look this year? Is it similar or contrasting uh, to your last year's team? Sure. Uh, the first two practices were great. Um, you know, the, the state allowed for for twelve practices. Um, in in that little window there between the end of May and the end of July, so you know we used all twelve. Um, so we feel like we're we're a good bit ahead of where we've been in past years. We do have a lot of players returning, um, so that, that's helped us too. Uh, we have two quarterbacks that have played a bunch. Um, you know, having them with, with with some command of the offense has been has been really important. So you know, things things are things are going well for us uh, both sides of the ball right now. Um, obviously, we're just in just in helmets, so you know, shoulder pads come on tomorrow, and then then full pads will be on Tuesday. So we'll we'll, we'll find a lot more more about our team, you know, as we head into that first scrimmage. Absolutely. Joe, as, you, as the number of, of years you've been coaching, you realize how important uh, the staff you, that is means to you. Talk a little bit about your staff out there at Walkersville. Yes, we have. I mean, we have a great coaching staff. Uh, we've been together for several years. Uh, Tyler Thompson, who who played at Langenor, is our defensive coordinator. Um, and he does a, he does a great job, and you know he, he's probably like my, my main go to guy. We have several other great coaches. Uh, Greg Mahalko spent a bunch of time uh, coaching in Carroll County. Uh, Lee Palmer, Chris Walters. Um, we added uh, former TJ head coach Bobby Humphreys to our staff, which is which he's been a, he's been a yeah. tremendous addition to our staff. Uh, James Kelly does a great job with our receivers and our defensive ends. So you know. We just have a bunch of great guys. Everybody gets along. I mean, some of us has been, have been together since 2009, so uh, we have a lot of continuity. Um, we know each other very well, and we, we also do have a really good time together. That's that's a key as well, for sure. Um, going back to what Paul asked as far as your discipline and, and, and everything, Joe, what, you've been in coaching now almost 30 years. <laughs> I know that uh, like a, a – Two yeah. by four upside your head. Uh, yeah, yeah, time creeps up on everybody. <laughs> yeah, it sure it does. it does. What have you learned about yourself? Well, I mean, I feel like the same values are there from when you start. You want, you know, you, to, to your kids to be respectful. You want them to work hard on and off the field. You know, I feel like you know, as a staff, we, we uh, you know, we're, we teach our, our players really well. I mean, we might, you know, we coach them hard when they're on the field, but we give them, you know, a lot of praise and you know we try to pump them up as much as we can off the field um you know that kind of stuff now you know some of the coaching philosophies have changed as far as you know early on in your career there was a there you know a lot more hitting drills and things like that and now it's more you know going towards player safety and keeping the players fresh so that's changed some but i think the overall philosophy of hard work and discipline determination that that's been uh, pretty consistent throughout Building those relationships certainly comes into play as well, does it not? Yeah, yes, absolutely. I think that you know you 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 try to build strong relationships with the players. You know, starting in the off season, you start your off season weightlifting program in January, and you, know, you try to build and have as much positive uh, interaction with the players during that during you know the off season months as possible. And then you know 
that allows you to be able to, to you know to give them some tough love during the season when when that's needed. Hey, Coach, we we talked to a lot of coaches in Frederick County. Um, I was wondering what your take is on the quality of football throughout Frederick County versus the state of Maryland. Frederick, to me, Frederick County is is the best overall county, top to bottom. Um, you know, every week you're going to be in for a battle. Every week, you know, you play a really good team. You, you look at our schedule; or the schedule's loaded, full of tough. Uh, Frederick County teams, everybody's good. And then, you know, we have a couple of tough out of out of county games. We have Westminster Pools of Liberty. Um so, you know, weeks weeks one through nine, we're gonna have our hands full and you know, we gotta get those guys, our guys ready each and every week. Well that that I think that season uh prepares you for the for the for the playoffs. Don't you don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. As long as you can, as long as you can be healthy, I feel like yeah, the the, the competition um, really does prepare you. You know, we went into the the playoff. I think we were four and five last year, mm-hmm. and you know, we won our first playoff game. Then we traveled to Poozle, number one seed, and uh, you know, I felt like we were we were the far superior team, and you know, we ended up beating them at their place, and then moving on in the playoffs. So. Yeah, the Frederick County schedule, especially now when everybody's in the playoffs, it it, it definitely uh, gets you battle ready. Now, throughout throughout the years of you playing and, and coaching football, who's had the biggest impact on you as a player or as a coach? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a there's a bunch of guys that I've I've been very fortunate in my career to work with some of the, I mean, to work with Hall of Fame coaches, um, you know. I worked. Uh, first job was Victor Collin. I worked with uh, coaches Dave Dave Dulce, who was a, mm-hmm. a legendary coach, he, a college coach, and he was at a, a coach over in Carroll County. I came to Middletown. I worked with Tim Ambrose. Went to Walkersville. Worked with Hal Graw and Dave Schrodel. Went to Urbana and worked with Dave for others. So that's, all those that's guys a nice are, list are, of are mentors. <laughs> Yeah, they're coaching Hall of Famers, and I've been, you know, I've took it, taken something from each and every one of them, and yeah, I've been, I've been very blessed to, to spend time with all those guys. Joe, we get a lot of ch- opportunities here where you, you have young uh, men coming in to take over programs and be a head coach. What would be uh, your advice or some key pieces that uh, are a f- uh, uh, key philosophy for you? If you're 23, 24 years old and now you're a head coach of a program, what are some of the things uh, that you feel are very important that they must try and implement? Well, the first thing is I really think being a head football coach is, is more of like a, it's a lifestyle type thing. You have to understand that you know, to be successful, you really have to work at it. You really have to work at it 12 months a year. I mean, you have to start your weightlifting program in January. You know, you have to be consistent with that and have it at least three times a week. You have to be consistent with your summer summer training. You have to find out, you know, every. I feel like every school has a different niche, but you have to find out what, what the niche is mm-hmm. at your school, and you have to build your program around that on offense and defense. Um, you know, whether you're, you know, can establish a power run or, you know, you want to be a spread team, but you have to have a foundation that you hang your hat on so so the kids understand and know what to believe in. And you just you just have to know that it's a, it's a lot of work and you have to be able to put in the time um, 12 months a year. <laughs> yeah, indeed. 
coaching coaching uh, definitely hasn't gotten any easier over the years. As a as a head coach, how do you balance the budget, discipline, parents, team rules, administration, etc.? Oh, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. It's definitely, um, you know, especially in now in season. It's 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 you know, it's not twenty four hours a day, but it's a lot of, of hours a day. And you just have to find, you know, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And you just have to you just have to compartmentalize and um, you know set time for each thing, you know, and then. You know, I, I learned a long time ago that, that the best part of coaching is, is the actual time that you're on the practice field or you're on the game field. So, you know, I I try to limit the distractions. So we go out to the practice field. I'm not taking a phone or I'm not I'm not taking anything that nobody can get a hold of me. I just want to be locked in on, on coaching the team for that for that you know two two and a half hour window, and then after that I can you know worry about the other stuff and that took some time you know as a young head coach i would be worried about a lot of off the field stuff um during practice time and i don't think i was as effective as i could have been but it took, it took me time to learn how to compartmentalize and just you know when it's time to coach you put everything else second and just focus on on the whether it's a practice or workout or whatever that, that you're in at that time I agree, uh, Joe. That's certainly, you know, the kids see you focused, they'll stay focused as well. Now that you've been in the in the business, as they say, for the close to 30 years, what are some of the things you think are essential to have a consistent and competitive program? Well, I think you said it there. I think it's just it's consistency. I think you, you know, you have to just have consistency of effort. Like, you know, the kids in our program know that, you know, mid-January off-season program is going to start. We're going to lift Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. That's going to run you all the way to the end of the year. They know what our summer program is going to look like. You know, they know what our practices are going to look like. They know, you know, our base our base plays and the philosophy of our offense and the philosophy of our defense are going to be. And it's been, you know, that's been consistent for the for the last, you know, 14 years that I've been the head coach at Walker. So, and I think that just kind of, you know, them understanding the expectations, understanding what you're trying to do, just helps helps the program, you know, stay at a consistent level. I'd agree with you 100% with the with the consistency. I think uh, having consistency with your coaching staff is is a huge part of it as well. So, what's involved with your hiring of an assistant coach? What would a, what would a typical interview sound like? Well, I mean, basically, you know, just we're just looking for guys who won. You know, it, it does their schedule allow them to be. Um, at the involved in the practices and in the workouts and, and things like that. We like to practice, you know, right after school. I think that's the best time. So does it does it allow them to um, to be there? Because you know, a lot of a lot of jobs don't, you don't get off work in time to be there. Um, and then you know, basically, you know, what's their philosophy about football? Are they willing to adapt to learn what what you know? the fundamentals of our program, and then, you know, how are they going to relate to the student-athletes at Walkersville? Joe, looking uh, forward, and uh, 
here with the playoff format are are we heading in the heading in the right direction now um, uh, are there still some tweaks that could be made um, as far as the setup is presently yeah, I think they're definitely in the, heading in the right direction. I always like the ten game regular season better than the nine game regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that was big. You know, the, the, we've had it a couple times. The, you know, the years when you only have four home games is tough. It's always nice to have, you know, five home games and five away yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you get a, you know, one of the years we had five, there was a forfeit, so we didn't get to play the, that game at home. So seems like more often than not, we've had four home games. Um, so I like the 10-game regular season. Uh, I'm not sure every, absolutely everybody needs to make the playoffs. I right. think, you know, there, there, there's, there's, a, there's a piece in there. You know, if you're 2-7 and seven or 1-8, and eight, maybe not. Maybe right. they, they, can, they can find something. But I, the, the part that I do like is, is the reseed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if they're going to have they're going to have four rounds or reseed after the second round is a big deal. Um, we've had over the over my time, we've had some uh, monumental matchups yeah. in the second round of the playoffs <laughs> that would have made a really, really, really good state finals. Indeed, they would. It and never, that never got to happen. The the idea of the of the uh, of the more classifications helps that that and that uh, formula too does it not. Yes, I'm fine with the more classifications. Yeah. I think that I think that's that's good. It, you know, it, it gets uh, schools that are closer to the same size competing mm-hmm. with uh, with each other. I think that's a, that's a good idea. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have no problem with that at all. So, Coach, why don't you tell us about how many returning starters you have on offense and on your defense, and let us know if uh, you have any sleepers this year. Maybe someone that didn't. And you see much time last year, but you think it's going to be making an impact on this year's team. Right, okay. I feel like we have eight returning starters on offense and seven on defense. Um, That's nice. The unique situation for us is we have our our 2021 starting quarterback and our 2022 starting quarterback. Uh, both are on our roster this year, so they're they're battling out. Uh, for the starting quarterback position. Um, our top two receivers are back from last year. Our second leading rusher is back from last year. Uh, c- counting tight end to tackle, uh, four of uh, four of six are back. Uh, we have our tight end is back. Our, mm-hmm. our strong tackle is back. Our center and our quick guard are, are all back. So feel really good about uh, where we are offensively. Um, Defense, our, our whole secondary. Um, if they didn't start, they every game they started at least some of the games. Um, one really good D tackle back, but uh, one really good outside linebacker back, um, and, a, and a kid uh, played a bunch of linebackers back. So we we're, we're, we feel like we're we're pretty good. We have a lot of depth in some areas, and then. Uh, Obviously, we have to develop some more depth at a couple positions. Well, it certainly sounds like you got a uh, a solid team to to move forward, uh, Joe. Of course, you you know all the talk and everything. Uh, you got to wait and get out on the uh, in the lines. One good, nice thing I'm sure now for everybody concerned in the county is each school will now have a turf field. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's great. Um, I'm not sure if they're done yet. I know the oh. one that won't do it's not done. It's, it's the gravel right now, so 
Um, but yeah, hopefully they get it done here soon. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a benefit. I mean, I always loved our grass field, but I definitely understand that having having a turf field is better uh, for the school community as a whole. And the fact that other sports are now playing the stadium that didn't, you know, a lot of times with the grass field, our, our JV games, or if it rained, were, were moved to other fields. Right. So they'll get to play, you know, their home games at Walkersville, which is which is a big deal. The more time you can spend in your own stadium, the better. And then, you know, the opportunity to get to practice on on an on an even service. I know, uh, <laughs> coach over there, they, they had yeah. some <laughs> like us those. Some of those late season practices on those those grass fields can be kind of sketchy. You saw it as an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get home games. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, well, but, oh, no, absolutely. It is an advantage, yeah. Absolutely. But having the turf field certainly is a uh, a nice motivating thing for the kids to be able to you know, to play on on a turf field. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Do you do you feel that that a turf field is safer than natural grass? I don't know. I feel like a, a well-kept natural grass field is probably the safest. I agree. But, you know, with the, with the use of, of everything and the time that, 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 that people are on it, by the time you have JV and varsity football, JV and varsity boys soccer, JV and varsity girls soccer, now we have flag football, then you have both all the lacrosse programs in the spring, sometimes the fields just get worn out. And then, you know, obviously a turf field is, is, is way safer than an unkept grass field. Yeah, maintenance, maintenance is definitely a, a positive. Right. Yeah. And then you also, too, there's, there's times where it pours down rain in the morning and clears up in the afternoon. And, you know, schools with turf are practicing when it's dry. If you have grass, you know, grass or slash dirt practice field, it's muddy, and it's, it's a big <laughs> advantage to have the, the field for practice. Indeed, and Joe, we, we're unfortunately running low on time, and so we're going to, as as always, this goes by so quick, so I appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Certainly the best of luck to you out there at Walkersville and, and the Lions this coming season, and I know we'll be there for some games and, and are looking forward to seeing you take them down the road. Okay, thank you very much. It's great talking to you guys. I appreciate you all having me on the show. Indeed, our Thanks, pleasure. Coach. You've been listening to the Ferry yep, County Weekend Show here on 930 WFMD. For Paul Dumars, I'm Steve Nibbs, and we'll see you next week.